It's time to talk about Simplify's Simple Volatility Premium ETF, or SVOL, because I keep getting too many requests for this ETF. So some are saying this fund is very confusing, but we get a very good overview right here. SVOL seeks to provide investment results before fees and expenses that correspond to approximately one-fifth to two-tenths the inverse of the performance of the CBOE volatility index, the VIX, short-term futures index, while also seeking to mitigate extreme volatility. All right, guys, video's over. You got the overview. I'm pretty sure you understood all that, so no need to keep going. In case you didn't, though, I'll break it down even further. So this ETF serves a dull purpose. It's to provide monthly income and also get a chance at some capital gains. So they're going to do this by doing 20 to 30% shorting of the VIX future. So we'll get into what the VIX is here in a little bit. And they also are holding on to treasury bills and short-term bonds. This is for collateral purposes and also to get some income. Remember, treasury bills are one of the safest assets out there since it's backed by the U.S. government. They're going to be doing tail risk hedges. So that's going to be call options on the VIX or VIX ETFs. All right, so what is this VIX that we keep talking about? VIX is the real-time market index representing the market's expectations for volatility over the next 30 days. It comes from the Chicago Board Options Exchange's volatility index. Let's just go over real quick what volatility means again. Volatility measures the frequency and magnitude of price movements, both up and down, that a financial instrument experiences over a certain period of time. So this comes from the S&P 500 calls and puts or index options over a range of short-term dates. The VIX usually rises when the stock market falls, and then the VIX will fall when stocks rise. So this is an inverse relationship. Be sure to remember that as it's important. So the VIX index is maintained by the CBOE Global Markets, and investors use the VIX to measure the level of risk, fear, or stress in the market when making investment decisions. Okay, so what we're looking at here is the average VIX term structure from 2006 to 2021, and we can see that the long long-term structure slopes up and to the right. So the further out in the future, the higher the price will be. So more sophisticated investors use this as a type of insurance. So when the market goes down, they're still able to profit with short positions and futures. Generally, SVOL will short the second month out of the futures, but sometimes that can be even further out. It will then later buy back the contract as more time passes. So the difference between the buy and sell price is going to be the return for SVOL. It's going to be able to generate and pass on that return to shareholders. This is a continuous rolling strategy, so they're constantly doing this strategy. Now, the reason they do two months out is, according to them, this gives them the best risk-to-reward ratio based on the research that they've been doing. If you sell a longer maturity contract, your risk is going to be lower, but so too will be your premiums. Now, this is a little bit different than other income ETFs because when the stock market does well, there is no upside cap. So other income ETFs like QILD, JAPI, if the stock market does really well, really quick, you're actually not going to be able to participate in some of those returns because of the call options the ETF is selling. Now, the reason why Simplify believes this is a great strategy is that bond yields are at near 40-year lows and normal company dividends may not have enough juice for what investors are looking for. I mean, nowadays we have people in the community thinking that a 4% yield is too low. 
Thus, the income that can be produced by selling volatility is going to be king today. Asphalt also hopes to protect from drawdowns by having deep out-of-the-money VIX call options to provide low-cost protection against extreme VIX spikes. We see this happen every couple years when an extreme new situation like C-19 or the 2008-2009 financial crisis causes extreme volatility. So if you're going to be holding on to SVOL for a long time, you're probably likely to see one of these spikes. Just keep that in mind as it wouldn't be good news for the fund. Also, buying this protection comes at a cost. That's going to be less money returned for you because they're spending it on buying that protection. But it might help you sleep a little bit better at night. When we look at SVOL's holdings, you don't see the typical Apple and Microsoft making up most of the portfolio holdings. So right here, it actually looks like a foreign language. So let's kind of break this down a little bit. So the ones that say future are those that are shorting the VIX positions, as we talked about, hence why they show up as negative quantity and weight. And then we also see the call options that offer some protection and that makes up a small percentage of the portfolio. And then we also see some treasury bills and some just hardcore liquid cash. And the cash in the treasury bills, they're providing that collateral that allows them to be able to do these options. So Espel's assets under management is quickly ballooning up to $323 million. It's gained over $200 million since 2023 has started, and it will only continue to see more and more money move into this fund if they can keep up that impressive dividend streak. Plus, the more free publicity myself and other YouTubers give this ETF, that's only going to be more money that pours in. So let's hope they can keep up their impressive streak. So speaking of dividends, they currently have a mind-boggling dividend yield of 17%. That means one can get their initial investment back in about five and a half years. Now, given the typical S&P 500 return is generally only around 7 to 10%, to get nearly two times that is absolutely amazing. Now, SVOL has only been around since May of 2021, so it's still relatively new, and it hasn't seen all the swings of an economic cycle just yet. Now, they have returned negative 11% in capital appreciation since their inception, which is not great. So really, all that return that has come from SVOL has been relied upon by that dividend. It should be noted that SVOL is up 4.5% year-to-date. And they have done a really good job of paying dividends since September of 2021. They have consistently paid around that $0.32 cent mark. Remember, this is monthly dividend income. Though just note, in periods with less volatility, I would expect less in dividends. Dividends are never guaranteed, and they are not a human right. No ETF or normal company is required to pay you dividends. SVOL has an expense ratio of 66 basis points, so that's going to be the annual fee of $66 for every $10,000 invested. But keep in mind, there's a ton of work going into managing this fund. It's actively managed. It's not passively managed. So they're not just buying and holding the S&P 500. So I do expect the expense ratio to be higher. I have seen some YouTubers report their expense ratio is 50 basis points, but they're not taking into account the other expenses, which can be found in their perspective. So the real number is 66 basis points. Now, there's a lot of decision-making. They're doing a lot of short positions. They're buying call options. They're figuring out how far out to do them. So I'm actually surprised it's not higher than 66 basis points. 
I also really like the way that Simplify labels out how this position should be looked at in a portfolio. It's really its own asset class. It's not a true equity. It's not a bond. It's able to provide high income. It's got its own risk premium. It can be its own standalone asset class, which works wonders if you're really just trying to diversify your portfolio that much more. Tax-wise, it doesn't look like this fund will give any tax advantages. It's all going to be taxed as ordinary income, so that's going to be on your highest income tax bracket. So if I were to own this, I'd definitely keep it in a retirement account just to shield from those high taxes. Now, just like Jeppy, SFOL is actively managed. That in itself is a risk that investors should factor in when buying this ETF. The same fund managers and people working for Simplify, they're not going to be there forever. So if you're looking to hold this ETF for decades, you just better hope that new management teams that eventually one day do come in, that they're able to replicate this type of success. Now, I'm generally more of a fan of passive ETFs, but I also understand that passive ETFs, they're not going to get me that ridiculous 18% yield. Simplify also seems to have a YouTube presence, which they actually go into very good detail explaining how exactly their funds work. Why every company in 2023 doesn't do this, I have no idea. Especially when one of the main gripes we all have with Jeppy is that nobody really understands how their mysterious ELNs operate. So I really do appreciate how transparent Simplify is. However, SVOL is a very complex investment and people really should understand how the fund works and its risk before investing. I feel many in the community will just buy into the fund because of its giant dividend yield and just because everyone else is talking about it. But as with every investment, only invest as much as you're willing to lose. Help out a small time YouTuber. Be sure to hit that like button on your way out. If you have any video requests, please let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear what you think about SVOL in the comments below. My videos are always found in podcast form under the Collect Cash podcast name. Thank you to all the Patreon supporters, all the people that constantly are giving me feedback and encouragement. That really does mean a lot, and I'll catch you on the next one.